You are listening to Share a Slice with Sean. How many dolls would you say you have? Uh, including every single doll in the house, Barbies, everything, probably around 500. Now you named each one of these dolls. Yes. Do you know all their names by heart? Yes. So who's that? That's little Danny. Caroline O'Connor. That's Sebastian Xavier. That's Gia Jane Marie. That's Lily. And that's Nancy. Damien, Lucy. You have like a bazillion dolls in your house. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's definitely full of dolls. They outnumber the live people. But um, <laughs> when I did the TLC show, uh, My Collection Obsession, we did a roundabout estimate of around 500. Wow. That's everything, like including action figures to life-size um, love dolls <laughs> that aren't used for any love purposes. You know? well, at least not <laughs> that kind of love. That kind of love, exactly. Right, right, right. <laughs> You've got all these 500 dolls named, and you, mm. you just refer to them by name. Yeah, I mean, well... The reborn dolls, the babies, those obviously have names. I mean, you don't get a lifelike looking doll, not give it a name, you know, people. I mean, and I don't know why that was like always like a like a strange thing. People used to get like that. I remember every article would be like, she has names for the dolls. Like people name their car. They name their boat. They name like, you know, anything. Uh, their computer. I've seen people name, you know, so I don't know why something that you have. Um, well, I. Uh, have like a, a bond with I wouldn't name you know what I mean it's a cute little baby doll why wouldn't you name it I mean that goes back to like childhood people like little kids naming their their dolls and things like that you know even their teddy bears so yeah but yes they have names and I always remember them all definitely and, and some of them have like two and three names they're like they're <laughs> like your kids kind of right um I mean, my kids are my kids, you know. The dolls are uh, like my fake kids. <laughs> I had a guest on the show previously. She actually probably took it to a, a different level than what you've got. Like, it sounds like you just have an affectionate affection towards these dolls. Like, you know, like one would have an affection towards playing cards or any kind of like object that you have. Whereas she actually had this like relationship bond with mm -hmm. her in her case, they were inanimate objects. Like she's currently has a, a relationship with a chandelier, so that's like oh. way different. Yeah, that's um, that's actually a thing. Um, I don't know if you're familiar. I saw a um, documentary where um, a man was in love with his car, right? And there was a woman who married the Eiffel Tower. I believe. Yeah. So that's like a, a thing. Yeah. I mean, listen. I think as long as you're not hurting yourself or hurting anyone else, you know. Um, if that's, if, if people find love and bonds in, in different, many different ways. And, uh, if it's, as long as it's not hurting you, then, you know, I don't see a problem with it. I mean, uh, you know, I know to most people, it probably sounds, you know, a bit out there, but, um, if that, you know, there was, I saw a woman who was, uh, uh, oh, I can't remember what it was exactly. I think it was like a piece of fence or something like that. It was very, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I, I find that condition extremely interesting. I can't remember what it's called exactly. Objectum sexuality, actually. Yeah. I did an yeah. episode on that. Yeah. Yeah. I tend to agree. And I think that a lot of people like, I don't know, I, you know, I guess they've got an idea of, of what you ought to love and what you ought not to love. 
So, and you know, and the thing is that there's so many different kinds of love too. I mean, you could, I love my phone, but it's not the same kind of love as probably as someone with one of these reborn dolls, right? Right. Well, well, the thing with what you're describing is, and a lot, you know, like what I said, um, uh, the guy with his car, for instance, he had sexual attraction to to the car. So it's a whole different level of, uh, you know, bonding and love and that kind of thing. Um, I spoke when I did uh, the uh, National Geographic show Taboo. I actually um, spoke about, you know, people say, oh, this woman must be crazy. You know, she she acts like these dolls are real and everything, which I really never acted like they were real. I know they're not real. And, um, you know, but I, I care for them as they were real because it brings enjoyment to my life. Okay. So that's what people don't understand. And I, I said in one point of of the show, uh, who's to say what's normal, who's to say what's the right kind of love. Who's to say what is love. It's different for everybody. You know, I've done a lot of, um, research and things about how, how these dolls and artificial companions can help certain people in different situations. I think just some people can find comfort and, uh, you know, um, have love for something that always doesn't have a pulse or a heartbeat. I mean, one of my favorite movies is Lars and the Real Girl. I don't know if you're familiar with that movie. No, unfortunately, I've never seen it. Oh, you have to see it. Well, that is a great film with an example of how an artificial human companion can help someone in in you know in need and it's about it's starring uh, ryan gosling and he is very socially awkward doesn't have a girlfriend anything like that no friends you know he discovers real dolls and orders a real doll and he actually believes what it appears to be is that she is real and he met her online and they begin dating and when they go to the um he lives in his brother's garage. His brother's married. They take him to the psychiatrist. The psychiatrist says this is a delusion, but this is what he needs right now. And um, the family, they are told that they should act like the doll. Bianca is real. So the whole neighborhood treats this doll like she's alive. They give her a job. They do all these things just for Lars, the the, the man. And eventually, I don't want to spoil it, but... Um, he he learns a great life lesson w- through this experience and he's able to let her go and it's just a fascinating fascinating example of how uh, something like a, a doll can be can be therapeutic for somebody uh, no one bats an eye when you give a kid a, a doll or you give a mm-hmm. kid a, a bear right and i think that much like um the previous guest who she actually believed that at some level, these objects which she fell in love with were sentient, right? She had that yeah. feeling. And I think that the child would believe that too. Wherein in your case, you know, you know that these are dolls, right? But still, right, they, right. they make you happy. So it's it's almost yeah. like you're using the placebo effect almost, you know? You're, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're really doing that. I find that fascinating. I find the whole thing fascinating. <laughs> it's definitely, you know, it's interesting, you know. When I was on the doctors, I actually spoke about this. I was approached by a um, residential facility that has Alzheimer's patients in it. Mm. And they had asked me to um, donate a doll. And I happened to have one available. And I decided, sure, why not? 
And it was a happy, uh, a bigger baby, happy, smiling. And one of the caretakers there wrote to me several weeks later and thanked me and told me that this doll had such an effect on the patients, especially one who was uh, nonverbal. And he had been very aggressive. You know, I don't know if you're familiar with Alzheimer's, but it's a horrific disease mm-hmm. where, my you know, it's, yeah, yeah my, my aunt as well. And it's horrible. It's really sad and horrible. They suffer a great deal. And this gentleman responded so well to the doll that just from holding the doll and, and you know, kind of, uh, he began to speak and he, re- he got more calm and when his daughter came to see him, he spoke to her for the first time in so long. And she wanted me to know that, you know, I, I that I helped with that. And that was just amazing to me. She sent me pictures of the patients holding the doll and everything. So that's where my research began. And what I discovered was these um, dolls are so realistic. And I mean, down to the weight, they mm-hmm. when you hold them, they feel like you're holding a real baby. And it, it has been thought that when uh, women especially, even men, uh, it could happen as well, when they hold a baby, it releases oxytocin, which is a, a good-feeling hormone. And it is believed that when people hold these dolls, that hormone is released because it's kind of tricking the brain. It's so realistic. And that's why people love these dolls so much. It could be, you know. That is amazing. So it could be even more than placebo. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, it could be chemical. When I got the first real uh, lifelike baby, I that was it. I was like hooked. I was like, this thing even smells like a baby. It feels like a baby. It looks like a baby. And a lot of them are sleeping. So it's like you're holding a sleeping infant. Mm-hmm. And it's just very calming. I have to be honest. And then, you know, there's other aspects like they are art. And, you know, some people collect them just as art pieces. Um, some people collect them just to, uh, shop for them cause they wear, they wear real baby clothes, you know, and things like that. But I have made dolls for people who can't have children. I've made dolls for people who have lost a child. I have made dolls for people who have all sons and never had a little girl. I have made dolls for people, you know, who just collect dolls and just want, you know, a doll that's, you know, it, it varies, but each reason is, you know, important. I don't know. It's it's very interesting. These dolls are not just toys. <laughs> that's it. They're, they're, and that's something I never really realized. Uh, let's yeah. let's back up a bit for the listeners. I mean, just so that we can be clear. So you have different kinds of dolls in your house, and yes. maybe you could just go into the different kinds because I'm not sure if all the listeners. Yeah. I'm I'm sure they've all seen Cabbage Patch Kids and Barbies, but yeah. they, they've never <laughs> seen. Some of them might not have seen the real dolls or the. Re- the yeah. reborn dolls, right? The rebirth right, dolls. Right, Reborn dolls, yes. Reborn. Um, yeah, I mean, the dolls in my house vary, like I said, from action figures, Barbie dolls, living dead dolls. I have an abundance of those. What else? Um, Chucky dolls, uh, the reborn dolls, a lot of horror reborn dolls. Um, and then all the way to my um, my life-size real doll who sits in a wheelchair in my yeah. living room. <laughs> so this is where we get into sort of the more adult stuff. So the the, yes. the real dolls, these are just mm-hmm. basically silicone, uh, not only women, you can get male ones yes. too, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. right? Yes, you can. Yep. And basically they're the super 
realistic version of you know you have the the joke the gag blow up dolls there's nothing like that this these are like oh, no, real no, no. people even weigh the oh, same yeah. weight the whole yes. thing yes yes they are um they they are as real as you can get the only thing they don't have internal organs blood and a pulse yeah that is the only thing that separates them from us but uh my my particular um ellie she is uh she's about uh, i don't know maybe about 411 i would say she doesn't stand so it's hard to tell <laughs> um and she weighs just over 100 pounds and they're they are steel skeleton with silicone on top so it is extreme she is extremely heavy it takes two people to carry her it's like carrying a you know a corpse <laughs> not that i've ever carried a corpse but i would imagine that if you carried a corpse this is what it would be like the silicon on this body is it like is it very in softness like let's say would the i don't know the breast or the buttocks be softer than the rest or is it all kind of uniform you, how um, realistic is it yeah the um the the silicone on the body is a much firmer silicone mm -hmm. than let's say the breasts the breasts are squishy like breasts okay um she has large breasts because i got her from a private collection um she was in a private collection and the the owner had cats and things like that and she was getting destroyed to be honest with you wow um so he he didn't want to see her um get any further damage she had like she was missing a finger she was uh scratched up things like that so when i got her she was in need of a lot of repairs I, I got her and I contacted the company, which was amazing, real doll. And I explained to them all of her injuries. <laughs> <laughs> and they kind of uh, told me what I needed and, and, you know, how to go about fixing her. So I, I had her on my dining room table and my <laughs> husband and I <laughs> were surgeons for about a week. A week it took about, yeah, down to like fixing her makeup you know, fixing her finger, um, her, she still has a lot of damage that just cannot be repaired, like yeah. to the feet and things like that. So we repaired, uh, a lot, a lot of her. And, um, when I did the interview with Barcroft media, media, right, I saw that they, one. yeah, they actually gave her the title of the world's first rescue doll. Yeah. So, and, and I mean, you know, I always joke and say, give me a doll and I'll give it a life. Because she has been, she has modeled. She she modeled for Mia Tyler, she and that was up in a gallery. Um, she has hosted events. <laughs> she has been a bridesmaid. I mean, it's kind of like the film that I told you that, you know, all my friends and family, they kind of treat her like, hey Ellie, how you doing? You know, and like my friend was having it an event, and he was like, does Ellie want to host an event? You know, and I was like, okay, so we drove Ellie up to Albany. She was on the flyer and things like that. And that was an experience all on its own because she's in a wheelchair. She's, it was like a social experiment. She's very beautiful, but she looks, very, she looks young. She looks like a, a woman in her twenties, you know, maybe, but people didn't realize she wasn't real. So we're getting in the elevator and there's these awkward stares <laughs> because they think she's this beautiful girl who maybe was paralyzed. Yeah. Okay. Down to where we took her to a restaurant and they're asking me, does, would she like anything to drink? And I was like, she's not real. For me, at least, when I see a beautiful woman in an elevator or something, I, I might not necessarily make eye contact. Yes. So, I mean, unless you make eye contact with her, you probably would not realize 
that she's not well, a real person. Right. Well, w- you know, we did too. We, we tried to lessen the, uh, the shock. So we put sunglasses on her. So that didn't, it, it didn't help like the people, but for us, <laughs> <laughs> we had to take her in the restaurant. Cause I was like, I cannot leave her in the car because if somebody sees her in the car, they're going to yeah. think there's a woman. I don't know. I don't know what would happen. So we brought her in the restaurant. It was an experience, you know, and we took her to buy shoes. And to say the crowd withdrawn was an understatement, but, you know, that's my life. That's a day in the life of me, so. <laughs> but we don't bring her out much. She's so heavy and big. Okay, so you have two kids, and, uh, I mean, their friends must come over, right? I mean, do they ever get a bit uh Upset? Yeah, I actually have three, but the oldest, oh. she moved out a long time ago. Okay. Um, but the two here, yes. Um, yeah, their friends come over. They think it's awesome. You know, we, we're very lucky that the people who think that we're weird stay away from us. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Self-selecting. <laughs> but the people who love us totally love us, you know, and uh, I don't know. We get compared to the Adams family a lot, you know, which we don't mind at all. And I think when when you're a little bit unique, you you tend to attract similar people, you know what I mean, even as friends or whatever. And we're the type like, well, if you don't if you don't like it, then whatever, you know, you don't have to be my friend. So <laughs> yeah, you don't. Well, you don't want people, you know, fake people, uh, right, you know, right. having to deal with them. And, and just to be really clear, like the real doll, the the reborn dolls, rather. I think mm-hmm. these are yes. uh, for a lot of people, they're the most remarkable because. They look like real babies. Yes. But the thing is with me, with me at least, is when I look at the baby because they're so still. Yeah. I I start thinking that maybe it's a dead baby. Like if I were like out and I saw the baby in the pram, because you take the baby out on a pram, right? And you walk it around. Yeah. Yes, I have. Yep. Yes, I do. Yeah. And and so, I mean, I, I, I bet you that if you people i mean do you get people looking at the baby and they're going oh so sweet and like you know they don't even you think they don't even maybe realize that it's a, a oh that doll? happens all the time absolutely i mean um the thing about the the reborn dolls most of them are the size of a newborn who doesn't love a newborn baby newborn babies right. get the most of tension you know i mean you take out a little baby and I don't care who it is. They see the baby. They go, oh, how old is, is he or she? You know, that's always the question. That's exactly what happens when I take one out. I'll have one out and then someone will look over and, you know, it has the pacifier and it's asleep. So they go, oh, how old is he? You know, and, and I never lie. I say it's a doll. Right away, here goes a whole big thing because now they don't understand what I just said. They think I mean that the baby's cute or something like that. Oh, I go, a doll, yeah, yeah. Right? No, it's a doll. What do you mean? No, oh yeah, he's so cute. No, 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 no. It's a doll. What do you mean it's a doll? And now here comes the whole, the whole uh, thing where now they're freaking out, you know. And um, I have to explain to them. No, it's a doll. Some they do not believe me. My husband has actually taken the baby out <laughs> of the carriage and let them hold it. And they still don't believe that it's a doll until I say, like, put your hand on its chest. And then they freak out. Wow. You know? Yeah. That's how, like, it's, it's so like, real. You know, it looks unless so they know real. who I am and they recognize me. Right. from TV, Then they know it's a doll. But then they tend to just stare or take a picture and don't say anything. 
but <laughs> so you have the real dolls and they're the they're the, for me that's like amazing the way the way they look but then you mm. have these um sort of um zombie dolls and yes yes when when i see those like these these are just like i mean literally they're like little kind of like monster dolls and yeah. they're like something out of a horror film i mean have you yes. ever been approached by a studio i mean because you do make these things yeah i mean um i haven't been approached by a studio um but i i have gotten uh very nice compliments from special effects artists like mm -hmm. Greg Nicotero at conventions and stuff who have seen my work, Len from um, Face Off too, you know, and they, they were like, wow, this is really amazing, you know, which is a compliment to me. What I discovered is that, you know, I started doing the reborn dolls and then the realistic, natural looking babies. And then for Halloween, I was like, let me do a couple of, because I started out collecting the horror ones. Uh, and I was like, let me let me try and do like a zombie or something like that, and uh, everyone loved them. And I was like, "This can't just be Halloween." And it turns out that now I do more of the horror dolls than the natural looking ones because people just love them. I mean, with Walking Dead and everything, zombies are very very like mainstream now, you know? Yeah, and and you made yeah, I I actually saw that you made a um a zombie doll for one of the cast members of walking dead. Yeah, I actually did a, um, a baby Daryl Dixon was, which what it was. I had found this sculpt and I thought, huh, this looks like Norman Reedus. I bet you I could turn this into a little baby Daryl, you know? And, um, I did that. And then I went to meet him at, at a horror convention and he went nuts over this doll. He was like playing with it and, all this stuff, and he was like, can you make me one, and all this stuff, and I was like, well, why don't you just take this one then, because, you know, and he took the doll, he loved it, and he tweeted it, he tweeted pictures of it, like a year later, he tweeted it again, and um, I, so I made like a, I made like four of them so far, uh, and I'm only going to make like a few. Mia Tyler, Steven Tyler's daughter, I'm friends with her, and she had wanted a vampire baby. So she told me, can you make a vampire baby? She asked me. And I said, well, I didn't, never done one before, but, you know, I'll try. And I did it. And sh she had the first vampire. So that was awesome. And uh, from there, it just got better and better and better. And then I started making, like, I started taking regular dolls and sculpting on top of them. And make, like, little hooves and full little demons with horns bursting through with fangs and a tail and, like, all this other stuff. And it just turned into this whole big <laughs> nightmare, you know? <laughs> but what I learned with that is that people are more more creeped out by the natural-looking babies. You know, but it's interesting because uh, I had um, uh, Lloyd Kaufman on the show earlier. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. From Troma. With the zombies and stuff, he called it, you know, gags or humor. You right. know that that's not real. But when but the, those... those Unborn dolls are a little bit, they're, they're so real. It's almost like, you know, Westworld or something. Yeah. Right. It's, it's the un uncanny valley. Definitely, for sure. I remember I had a, a, like a cookie monster doll. I was like two or something. Mm -hmm. I was so attached to this thing. It was filthy. It was thrown up on, you know, and I, I couldn't, uh, I just couldn't get rid of it, you know. When I was about seven or eight, I got a doll for Christmas that was called uh, Real Baby. 
and it was uh Hasbro put it out and it was this um it was supposed to be a lifelike doll now i still have the doll it's not lifelike at all but back then you know <laughs> it weighed um 2 pounds and it had a cute face you know and it was supposed to be like it was the most realistic doll at the time you know yeah uh so i got this doll and this doll became my baby like i took this doll everywhere and my parents would buy like clothes for the doll. Like I, I didn't want like toys. I wanted like clothes for my baby, you know, <laughs> that's what I would ask for. And I would like take it shopping with us and, um, just bring, I remember I took her to Florida, you know, um, on vacation. And, um, that was the first like experience that I had. I mean, I've always been very maternal and very, uh, nurturing and compassionate and caring. So, I guess it's just part of my nature, you know, and I've always loved babies and, and wanted to be a mom. So it started back then, you know? Um, so I mean, and then the doll collecting just when cabbage patches came out, I had like 10 of them, you know, I had one like of each uh, one with blonde hair, one with brown hair, one that was bald, you know, they had all these different types of ones and that, that kind of thing. Right. Um, so, I mean, it's been lifelong, definitely, I'd say. It's lifelong thing. At one point, based on what I see here, you decide that you'd start making these dolls yourself. I saw you, like, like putting, like, dolls' heads and dolls' feet and feet and legs and things in, into the <laughs> oven. That was quite the quite the imagery. Yeah. Well, the, the story with that is, you know, I did the TLC show as a collector, and I was like, well... What am I going to do now, you know? And to be honest with you, um, the, the reborn dolls are quite expensive. So um, they're, they're at least a few hundred dollars, you know, mm -hmm. for one. So, and, and I was really, really intrigued by the whole process of them, you know, so of the, crea the creating that went into them. So I just started, like, you know, doing a little bit of research. And I ordered, like, like four paints and two brushes with a tiny little kit. They call, they're called doll kits, the parts. And uh, I said, let me just, you know, see if I could do this. When I started doing it, I, I realized that, you know, people were like, wow, this doesn't look bad, you know? This mm -hmm. looks really good. And so I just became like, that was it. I was like sitting there for like 12 hours a day just painting these dolls and painting these dolls and painting these dolls. I just got better and better and better. The And now I, now I have an LLC, you know? And, um, I do mostly horror conventions okay, and, uh, do the, yeah. And I do like the zombie babies and things like that. Cause those really, I mean, people love the other ones too, but, um, I really feel I get to, to be, to show my, my true, um, talent and creativity with, with the horror dolls because I, I'm a lifelong horror fan, you know? And, uh, it's just a different uh, – it, it's it's much harder, actually, to make a baby look like a real baby than to make it look like a zombie. But, you see, I, I can't – it has to make sense to me. Yeah. Like, there are people who make zombie babies and they have, like, rosy cheeks and things like that. No, can't be. It has to make sense. Like, I will do research and say, like, well, if a baby – you know, and it sounds morbid, but if a human being was – let's say died a zombie is someone who died and came back okay what would their skin color look like right. what would their veins look like what would their you know this and where would their hair would their hair be you know falling out a lot or a little 
I mean, it's gone beyond like just, hey, let me just, you know, put a little blood on this doll and that's it. It's like, you know, <laughs> it's, it's gotten kind of kind of morbid. But, uh, you know, I mean, that... it is morbid, but I'm I'm morbid. I've always been very morbid, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and and I don't want people getting like because I would never, you know, I, I would never wish any harm on a baby or anything like that. I right, mean, I'm a mother, right. yeah. you know, but this is fantasy. This is fantasy. Like you said. This is television and movies, things like that. It's special effects, you know, and they're not for everybody. Some people are like, oh, no, that's too, that's horrible. And I'm like, OK, fine. Uh, my my dolls aren't even uh, the most uh, graphic or severe. I've seen I've seen some that, you know, I'm like, oh, you know, that's too much for me even, <laughs> you know, but as long as you keep it in your mind that this is a doll and, not, you know, then I mean, it's it's fantasy, you know. I was just thinking about sort of like some of the Westworld and stuff. I mean, have you ever thought of trying to incorporate some sort of animatronic type situation oh, into your dolls? Yes, 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 yes. My husband and I have been talking about that for years. Um, yeah, we, we've, we, you know, we've come up with ideas. We just, <laughs> we're not sure how to go about uh, the mechanisms of it, you know? So if anyone's out there that's willing to work with me, <laughs> Because, you know, you, I, I'm sure you've seen, like, uh, in Japan, right, where you have you have these, like, they're companions, really. It's what we were talking about. Oh, yeah. And they're, they're robots, but these, uh, these robots, they, they look human. And they're doing, yeah. and their faces and their eyes and everything are, are they're moving. Uh, they've got all the different, uh, you know, uh, muscles represented there. And they're, they're moving their faces and their eyes and everything like human beings. Right. Yeah, they're, they're amazing. Yeah, I love I love the androids. I I mean I do, you know. Um I hope one day to own one. It's a whole different, you know, thing though, the animatronics that I haven't quite yet figured out. You know, I I would need uh someone who does that kind of thing to kind of work with, you know, and and cuz I do have the designs, you know. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and it's the next logical step if you think about it. With the animatronics, you'd want to do it right, or it's just going to look like, uh, you know, a, a ventriloquist puppet or something with the eyes going right. back and forth. It's not going to be what, what you're really looking for. Right, right, right. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the thing about, like, I mean, the Reborn dolls, like, you can add, like, a breathing mechanism. Mm -hmm. And the, the problem with that is that it's a very subtle effect. However... Uh, it, it takes away from when you're holding the, the baby, the feel of it. Cause now you have this piece of machinery inside the body yeah. and it makes noise. So, I mean, they've tried certain things with, you know, the reborns that, um, but a lot of people like don't, I mean, they have like, I've, I've put heartbeats in the dolls, but when you push on it, it makes, it has like a little clicking sound, you know? Yeah. So it takes away from the, the, the realism in a way. Any other projects you want to plug otherwise? Um, I mean, I'm just doing um, Walker Stalker Con in December, which is a um, convention in New Jersey related to zombies and The Walking Dead. And most of the cast is there. So I'll be selling my dolls there. When When is that going to be happening? December 9th and mm -hmm. 10th. Yeah. Perfect. So, yeah. And it's a really awesome convention. And, uh, yeah, it's cool to see the cast of Walking Dead, you know, walking by and seeing my dolls. <laughs> so if you go to walkerstalkercon.com, I'm pretty, I think it is, um, there's all the state, it's a really awesome convention for any Walking Dead fans. Uh, so Marilyn, thanks so, so much for talking to me today. Oh, thank you for having me. It was my pleasure. 
Well, that's about it for this episode. I'd really like to thank Marilyn Mansfield for being on the program, and I'd like to encourage you all to go to her website over at marilynmansfield.com. Uh, there you'll be able to find videos about the dolls, uh, pictures, of course, and uh, a link to their Goo Goo Gaga nursery as well. Of course, a link to her website is on the show notes, as well as links to all the audio used in this program. If you just go to shareslicepodcast.com, you'll be able to find it there. In addition, you're going to find a link there to subscribe to the podcast, and uh, you'll be able to do this either in your Apple or your Android device. As well, you can visit our Facebook page. That would be fantastic if you gave us a like or if you uh, gave a positive review over at iTunes, which I believe they're now calling Apple Music. Any of these things would really help out the podcast. So again, thanks so, so much for listening, guys. And I hope you'll be back for the next episode. Hello, I'm a bodily cyborg. The following track is called Zombies by a group called Y-Lime. There'll be a link in the show notes. Please enjoy. Parade is marching along the dance.